Today's breakfast and class is donated uh, in loving memory of Nurit Roshan Zamir, Nurit uh, Nushafarin, Bat Hanum, and Yehuda. And please uh, say the Berachot and uh, the words of Torah should be in the merit, sponsored by Ashar Roshan Zamir. The beginning of the parasha begins and tells us, Vayigash elav Yehuda, Yehuda approaches Yosef. And the question is, why is it that Yehuda specifically, of all the brothers, is the one that's approaching Yosef? Why him? If you take a look backwards, you'll notice something that's fascinating. When the two brothers came to their father in Israel and they asked Yaakov to give them Benjamin to bring him down because they needed him. They needed him to be able to elicit the food that would help the family survive. Reuven comes forward and says, you know, give him to me and if not, you can have my two children put to death. And Yaakov says, what a dumb thing that is to say. You, uh, you know, you're my children, these, these are my grandchildren, why would I? And then Yehuda comes forward and he says, you know, uh, you know, give him to me, put him in my hand. Because if you put him in my hand, you know, Anochi Miyadi I will be his, uh, uh, his Arev, I will be the guarantor, I will ensure that he comes back. Miyadi you know, claim him from my hands, and if I have not returned, your son to you at the end of this saga, then I will have sinned to you all of the days. In fact, our rabbis tell us that when they were bringing the bones of the Shabbatim all the way to Eretz Yisrael, so the bones of Yehuda in the, in the, uh, uh, the casket that they were transporting, they kept moving around. It was like uh, there was rattling in the, in the, thi- in the uh, casket. And they say it, that was because of what Yehuda said, because the words of a tzaddik, kilalat tzaddik, the curse of a tzaddik, afilu al tenai, even if it's said on a condition, uh, they become true. Because the words of a tzaddik are so carefully guarded that when they, they are uttered, they are uttered, they become a part of our physical reality immediately. That is why a tzaddik is capable of giving berachot, because they protect their mouths so carefully. Everything that they say is always true. Their words of, of tefillah always utter with absolute sincerity. So when a tzaddik says that something is going to happen, therefore the power of his words to alter the shape of our reality is therefore guaranteed. Steps forward Yehuda, because he was the one that took responsibility. In fact, in the Torah, the first person to claim or declare responsibility one for another is Yehuda. Come to me for him. This is on my back. Who else? You don't find that with anyone else in the Torah up until Yehuda. The uh, Mepharshim explained that that's why later on, this man who steps forward, who's the man who, who comes forward in front of all of his brothers and takes the Ahayut, takes responsibility. Later on, his father says to Yehuda, I want you to travel ahead of us to Goshen. Go to Goshen, and in Goshen, you will be the one that's going to set up a Beit Talmud, a place of study. In fact, our rabbis asked, that's a strange request. Because of the Shivatim, there are two tribes that are known for their ability and connection to Torah, neither of which is Yehuda. Who are they? We know Yisachar. Yisachar is called Yisachar Hamor Garem. They were considered like a donkey. They would uh, take the weight of Torah on their shoulders. They would ultimately become the the greatest providers of Talmidei Chachamim to the Sanhedrin, the ones that would dictate when, as, and when to declare Rosh Chodesh. So Yisachar was Yodei Ha'itim. They were the ones who knew the times. Levi was the tribe that was ultimately going to learn all the time in Egypt. So why is it that Yehuda, who of course he was a Talmud Chacham, but not something that his tribe was known or singled out for, why was he given the job of setting up the yeshiva? And the answer is, when someone steps forward and takes responsibility, they become the leaders of Am Yisrael. 
Mordechai at the time, what happened? He became the one that took on himself to wear sackcloth and ashes. He's not from the tribe of Yehuda. And yet he becomes the leader of all the Jewish people. This idea of ahrayut, responsibility, building a person towards leadership, is of course not only prevalent with regards to Yehuda, but it's true with regards to each and every one of us in our daily lives. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you the ability to do great things when you take responsibility on yourself and you say, I'm going to make this happen. It doesn't make a difference, by the way, how big or how small that achrayut is, how big or how small that job is. Being the type of person that a rabbi or another leader in the community, I know that if I go and I say two words to the guy, he's going to make it happen, that results in a tremendous beracha in that person's life because they have taken the obligation and the all the weight of ahrayut on top of themselves. But you know what's fascinating about leaders? The word vayigash elav Yehuda, you'd think, look, Yehuda's got skin in the game. He's got the most to lose to his father if he doesn't bring Benjamin back. So therefore, he's approaching, he's approaching Yosef. The words vayigash are fascinating because the word, every time we find this word vayigash and he came close, it gives us a little bit of a, uh, uh, a poke. It's supposed to help us remind, uh, remind us of other times where we find that expression. And it's fascinating how many times we find it in this week's parasha. We don't have time to look at all of the different in, uh, influences of this word, but it's fascinating to note that the result of Vayigash Yehuda is that later on his father sends him ahead to set up a yeshiva. Try and remember now, where is the name of the place that he sends his son to open up the yeshiva? It's called... Goshen, the same letters, Vayigash resulted in Goshen, in Gimel Shin. But not only that, the result of Vayigash, of Yehuda stepping forward and standing up for his brother resulted in this whole charade that Yosef was playing falling down. Vayomer Yosef Elechav. Yosef said to his brothers, Gishu Elai, come close to me, Vayigashu, and they came close. The turn of events that led to the reconciliation between Yosef and his brothers is also an outcropping of Yehuda being a brother who's standing up for his, uh, for his brothers. What's interesting is as well that our Chachamim tell us that although Reuven tried to save Yosef completely from the hands of, uh, of all of his brothers, what does he say at the time? If we look back, Yudas, um, Reuven says to all the brothers, he says, what are we doing? We don't want to do this. And his intention was in the process of, of uh, when they were selling Yosef, Reuven's point was, Vayishma Reuven, he says to them, Let's not, uh, let's not hit him. What should we do instead? Throw him to the boar, but don't, uh, don't actually do any, any damage. They then throw him into the boar, but Reuven leaves. But what do we find later on? In the absence of Reuven, the brothers are now capable of going back on their original decision. Yehuda says to his brothers, he's not the firstborn yet at this stage. He's not in a situation to step forward for leadership. That's Reuven's job as the Bechor. But now, what happens? The Bechor is not here. Remember, the situation is a delicate one. The brothers hated Yosef because he was one of the brothers that was trying to tell them what to do. Reuven has a natural birthright to tell them what to do. So for them to listen to him with respect made sense. But why is Yehuda speaking up here to all the brothers? We rarely find a conversation between one brother who is named and the rest of the brothers, other than Reuven talking to the brothers, Yosef talking to the brothers from his vantage point as the leader of Egypt, but we also find Yehuda. Do you find randomly Yisachar having a comment to make 
to the other brothers? No. Vayomer Yehuda elechav. In the absence of someone else, like the Mishnah says, b'makom she'en ish, in a place where there's no designated man. Hishtadel lehiyot ish, attempt to be the man who stands up uh, at the plate. Vayomer Yehuda elechav, ma'betzakin haroget achinu. What do we gain from killing our brother? We're going to need to cover his blood. Instead of killing him, why don't we just sell him? We'll, we'll get him out of the picture and they'll take him somewhere else. But what do we need to strike him? That's why the Gisha of Yehuda at this point was received by Yosef because he remembered that there was another time that Yehuda stepped forward. People who are true Ba'ale Achrayut, true bearers of responsibility, they are not one trick ponies. They don't appear one time and do one thing because it runs in their blood. They learned from their father or from their mother or from their rabbi. They learned that when you see a problem, you don't let it slide by. You step up and you do something about it. Yehuda underst um, Yosef understood that this wasn't an agendered decision. When someone stands up one time and they make something happen, you always start to wonder. A guy stands up and he says, you know what, I really think we should build a mikveh. Let's go do a mikveh building campaign. And then it turns out that the building that they're using for the mikveh was a building that he owned. Hazaku Baruch. He wanted to sell the building, so he runs a mikveh campaign. When someone all of a sudden making noise, but they never actually did anything, you got to wonder what their intentions are. But because it was Vayigash Elav Yehuda, and he'd heard Yehuda's voice once before, in a very different context, he understood that it wasn't just the fact that Yehuda had to return Benjamin and he was only worried about his own skin that was leading him to stand forward because once a long time ago, Yehuda had stood up for something else. Rabotai, each and every one of us has a place in our own distinctive communities. And if you think that the rabbi can do the job by himself, it's a mistake. And if you think that the communities, that the, the committees that are doing everything, committees do nothing. We have a phrase, we call it death by committee. You know, you want to get a job done, you bring it to a committee, what happens almost all the time? That everybody talks, haki, 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 haki is balash. Speaking is cheap. Almost every single thing that gets done has one person who has the yozma, who has the, the, uh, uh, the drive, the energy, the decision. That this is something which is very important to me. And they run campaigns. There's a family out in Muncie that used to be uh, the father, excuse me, the father-in-law of, of one of my great friends back in Yeshiva. Um, they were a family living in, in Muncie. And he felt that the Berachav, Asher Yatzah, was important to him. The guy produced, I don't know, God knows how many, hundreds of thousands of those Asher Yatzah posters. You know the ones with the, the drawings on the side? We've all seen it with the heart, with the hammer smacking on the heart. We've all seen that. Everybody has seen that at some stage. They put it in every single Bet Knesset, in every single synagogue, in every single school. I myself uh, carried, like a drug dealer, I carried a load from England, from America to England. What a special zikhut that should be for the Halpern family of Muncie, uh, that they should merit to have only mazal and only wonderful berachot for their entire family. But but you see what happens when a, when a family decides to stand up and do something, how they could change the face of all of Am Yisrael. Be'ezrat Hashem, we should each be zocheh in one, or at least, as I just said, two different things, to be, uh, to be difference makers in the world around us. Baruch Adonai Le'olam.